All right, all right, all right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Just feeling kind of singy today. I don't know why. Just good to be alive. Good to have you here. Thank you for joining. Uh, we will be taking some of your phone calls today. Uh, we'll be listening into some of your phone messages. I will be responding to some of your phone messages, chit-chatting about what you want to talk about. And then also, uh, I'm going to be talking about something really new and weird and technological that happened to me uh, just a few days ago. And it was the first time it ever happened to me. And it, it, I found it a bit fascinating and unsettling at the same time. And I don't know if what happened to me has happened to you. So we'll see. But uh, we're going to talk about that. Like I said, take your phone calls and just generally be a nuisance. Okay? So um, I also want to add, if you guys get the chance, spread the word about the Harland Highway. Tell your friends. Show them how to get here. Give them the, the, the address. Tell them how to get the app for their phone. We want to start getting more people on the Harland Highway, right? Don't be selfish. Share. All right, and here's why. Here we go. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Okay, so this is super weird. This is super weird and creepy and something new I've never experienced. But it's a sign O the times. O like an Irish name. O like O'Brady, O'Reilly. Sign O. Sign of the times it is. Um, I was laying on my couch watching TV the other day. Broad daylight. Uh, I don't know. I forget what time it was. Probably, who cares? It was daylight. The sun was up. It was daytime. And I'm on the phone. I'm talking, uh, you know, doing a business call. I'm sitting on my couch. And all of a sudden, you know, I live up in the hills. And I have a view. And, and my property, like, kind of dips off and goes down, like, the side of a hill. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I see something fly by. And I'm very accustomed to seeing helicopters and airplanes and even blimps at the odd time go by. But something about this way it looked different. It looked, it looked weird. It was an interesting shape, and it was kind of got obstructed by the trees a little bit. So I'm moving my head on. It caught my eye, and suddenly it came out from behind the shrubbery, and it was like square. It was like a square shape. I'm like, what the hell is that? I thought, is that a UFO or something? And then I kind of looked. I watched it for a bit more, and I went, oh, my God. 
it's a drone. It's a great big juicy drone. I'm not talking about one of these little nerd drones like the guys put their cell phones on them. This thing was this thing was big. This thing had some substance to it. It was like the size of a small cardboard box. Like the dimensions of a pizza box, but it was it was as as tall as like a shoe box. And I'm like, what the hell? And I, I said to the, my business associate, I said, hey, dude, there's there's something flying out, right out off the edge of my property. And so I walk outside with the phone, and I had him on. I said, oh, my God, it's a drone, dude. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there's a drone. And this thing was just hovering. And you got to figure just about every drone has a camera on it, right? You're not just going to fly a drone because you want to see something up in the air. So all of a sudden, this thing went from flying to stopping, and now it's hovering like out in the air at altitude right across from me as I'm standing on my lawn. And I'm like, um... And I realized I was vulnerable. I was exposed. I couldn't get away from the thing. I couldn't duck. I couldn't hide. And and then it started kind of moving around a bit. Like not flying far and fast. It was just kind of moving around in a hovering state. And I was like, wait a minute. This thing, I think it's looking at me or it's looking at my property. And I looked around. I looked at the neighbor's house. I looked around the hillsides. I looked around this, you know, the surrounding environment. And I didn't see anybody. And then it got even weirder. It just made it creepier. I thought, here's this piece of machinery. Here's this technology that's used for surveying things, for looking at things, for filming things. And by the way, it was like really quiet. It didn't make very much noise. And it's just kind of like hovering off the end of my property and moving a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit up, a little bit down. And I got to tell you, man, it, once I figured out what it was, it, it creeped me out, man. It was unnerving. I felt very exposed and, and, and I felt like my privacy no longer existed. And I knew enough about drones that I realized if this thing wanted to come in and get a close-up of me and be five feet away from me over my head, it could have. If this thing wanted to come in and literally, if I'm being honest, if this thing wanted to, I leave my front door open when I ran out to see it, it could have flown right into my house and started filming in my house. You know, and I got my windows open in my house. I don't have the curtains drawn. It's the middle of the day. And I got to tell you, man, all these possibilities popped up in my head, you know? I'm like, what if I'm having a shower? What if I'm walking around naked? What if I'm, what if I'm making love to my sweet woman on the couch in the living room? And I'm like, I don't have to worry about that. No one's coming in my yard. I got gates. I got locked doors. No one's going to walk around and, and see me doing my thing with my, with my woman if that's what I was doing. I'm not saying I was or I ever would, but, you know, it might have happened a few times. Um, but who knows? A drone, and this was broad daylight. What if it's night? A drone could have watched the whole thing, filmed the whole thing. I mean, it was really unsettling.
and at the same time it was exciting because I'm a techie guy. I like I like modern advancements. I like technological achievement. I like I like seeing things progress. But this was the very first time a, a functioning drone came into my life. And and I you know, I guess what was weird about it is that there was no real I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't see anything attached to it. I, I didn't know where the controller was coming from. I didn't know how far away they were. I didn't know if the drone belonged to some zit-faced nerd who collects comic books. He's like, I've got a drone. Yay, I'm going to go film everything. Yay. Or was it the CIA? Was it the mafia? Was it a pervert? Was it who the hell was it? And then I started, you know, then I started going, okay, what's going on? And then I saw the thing go lower down the side of my hill, and I went, oh, wait a minute. Okay, if I'm being logical, there's this ridiculous law in California where if you have property, if you're a homeowner and you've got any surrounding land because of the fire hazard in the hills in, in Los Angeles, if you own any property... You are obligated by law every year to cut down the shrubbery and the, and the wild grasses and any type of uh, foliage that may grow. You literally have to hire a gardening crew, a tree cutting service, to go in and cut everything down right to the ground. And the reason for this is to eliminate, uh, you know, the chance for fire. If, if, if a spark goes into the shrubs or whatever, it will, you know, there'll be no fuel for said fire to, uh, to grow on. And what happens is the, the fire marshal's office, every year they check to see if you've had the cutting done by a certain date or they red flag you and give you a warning. And if you don't heed the warning, they, they fine you like $3,000. It's a real scam because what's interesting is much of the land owned in the hills in Los Angeles, there's no homes on it. A lot of the land is owned by the crown, by the government. And you know what's interesting? The government doesn't cut the, their grasses. So you could have an empty lot right next to your house that's owned by the crown and they don't cut a, a blade of grass, but somehow you're required to cut yours. It's really annoying. It's a real scam. And so every year, religiously, I have to get my my grass cut on my hill because I was fined one year, much, much to my chagrin and mystification. And so then I started thinking, okay, maybe this is the fire marshal, um, you know, sussing out the hill with the drone to make sure everything's cut, which part of me was like, okay, that's the best case scenario because then the drone's there on official business. Then the drone's there because it's doing something, uh, you know, purposeful and it, it's meaningful. But then at the same time, it made me go, oh, my God, big brother, the government. And then also it made me go, well, is the fire department allowed to be invading my privacy like that? I mean, it's not like a fire department guy could just like unannounced walk into my yard and go on my property. I believe they'd have to ask permission. I would think, I would hope. He, you know, they're not allowed to climb over your gate. 
well, I better climb over this, uh, this person's gate and see if they've cut their grass. Well, that would be trespassing. So how is it that all of a sudden now a drone can supersede all that, you know, those property barriers and that security and just waltz right in? Laddie, I'm going to fly around your yard. Did you cut your grass? Look at your shrubs. Oh, and your wife happens to be sunbathing by the pool topless? Whoops-a-daisy. Oh, well, you know. So, man, it is a new era, man. And you got to figure, you know, I, I still don't know what it was for, but whatever it was, it was a it was a bucket in the face. It was my first real exposure to this new technology that that's becoming more and more common. More and more people are getting their hands on it, and it was just there, right in my face, and I was I was unable to stop it. And so the question has to be asked in the future. Uh, if if a if a landowner felt that he was being spied on, if he felt that his privacy was being invaded, would it be his legal right to be able to shoot the damn thing out of the sky if he wanted? Could he pull out a shotgun and hey, you're, you, I don't need you looking at me. I don't know who you are. You know, obliterate it. I mean, these are all legal challenges and court cases that are definitely going to emerge. But it was weird, man. It made me a little, it made me uncomfortable. I was excited to see the drone. I was like, oh, cool, man. It's a drone. It's floating, bro. Oh, my God. Look at it go. How cool. I want one. But on the other side, I was like, ooh, hey, whoa. Hey, I I didn't invite you here. Get the hell out. What are you looking at? You know? So very interesting. We're, we're, We're going around another curve. And I think the thing that that resonated with me the most is that, you know, we already have given up so much privacy with the introduction of the Internet and cell phones. I mean, it's just harder and harder for people to get privacy. And now with the drones, which are probably connected to the Internet, and the satellite service, and the phones, and the, I mean, you know, a guy could put a, uh, his cell phone on a, on a, uh, on a drone, turn on Periscope or Facebook Live, and basically fly to your property and broadcast you standing in your pajamas on your yard, watering the grass with your shirt off to the whole planet, and you won't even know it. So privacy is becoming a very uh, hard commodity, man. It's getting weird, folks. It's getting weird. The pros, the cons, and, you know, we're not even into the robots yet with the artificial intelligence. And, I mean, they exist, but they're not integrating, you know, every day in most of our lives. But wait till all that stuff starts to come to fruition. Oh, my goodness. It is, it is going to get interesting, man. We're just at the doorstep of all this stuff. And uh, I don't know if any of you have had a run-in with a drone yet, like snooping around your house. But uh, if you have, give me a call, 323-739-4330. I want to hear about it. And uh, holy God, scary, freaky, weird, interesting stuff. Woo! Hello? Oh, God. Hello? 
This is your Aunt Ruthie. No, it's not. It's Charles Nelson Riley. All right, now that we got that out of the way, hey, Arlen. Name's Jonathan. Um, big fan of the podcast. Listening for a while. Um, just got done listening to the uh, return to uh, return from Amazon trip. And um, I remember there was a podcast a couple months ago where you said you went on a big world trip a while ago and it really changed your life. And uh, me and my girlfriend have been, well, thinking, talking, wondering, hoping that we can do something similar. And I think you, well, you finally kind of lit the match to get us started. Uh, we decided we're going to move to New Zealand in the next couple of years. So we already have a little bit of money saved up. Plane tickets are expensive and such, but um, I'm a rock climber, so is she. I'm also a mountaineer out here in Colorado, and uh, that place has a lot of stuff to offer. And uh, I was wondering if if you've been there, um, maybe you could tell me a little bit about it, how it how it uh, goes down there. So thank you. Yeah. We're very excited. And, um, yeah, chicken chow mein, baby. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, thank you for the phone call, buddy. Uh, I really enjoyed your Aunt Ruthie and Charles Nelson Riley impressions. Excellent job, sir. Uh, that's exciting to hear that you guys uh, are, are thinking of, uh, you know, picking up and moving and going somewhere exotic and different and definitely the other side of the planet. So you can't you can't really get much further away than New Zealand. That's quite the jaunt. Um, so I'm excited for you guys. It sounds like you live an active life. You're rock climbers and you like the outdoors. So yes, I have been to New Zealand, and a uh, beautiful place. That one thing I'll say about it: the air is very crisp and clean and clear. Probably a lot like it is in Colorado when you're up in the mountains. Um. A lot of wildlife, a lot of ocean, a lot of mountains, a lot of volcanoes. Um, and uh, it's it's an interesting uh, place because it's seeped in uh, a lot of culture too. There's a, there's a, a culture, a, a native culture there called the Maori, the Maori culture. And uh, it's kind of a South Pacific uh, blend of of that region and and those uh, I guess beliefs and 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 tribes, but the Maori people are very proud people. They uh, they're very uh, noble people, and I have to say one of the things I observed and studied when I was over there in New Zealand, and it really fascinated me. I'm not really a tattoo guy, but the Maori people. Uh, mostly, I'm talking about the older ones, the you know the uh, the the very old tribal elders, and before you know, before white men came along and really took over New Zealand. Um, I went to a museum there, of a museum of history, and they they had old paintings and portraits of. Uh, the Maori chiefs and the 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 uh, the Maori uh, you know men of stature and status from the tribes, and what they do is they they get turquoise lines that kind of follow the contours of the men's face, the wrinkles on their faces, the lines on their faces, and they kind of follow those with turquoise tattoos and fill them in, and uh, they're just stunning. They're, they're very beautiful. That was one of the big things, believe it or not, that I took away 
from New Zealand when I was there. I, I, I found them just to be very beautiful and mesmerizing and artistic. And I, I know that they had a lot of deep cultural meaning. They weren't just random lines. I knew that the lines meant something. They told a tribal story and they told of status and, and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's something you can look forward to is, is kind of, uh, bumping into a new culture that you've probably not come up against before. It's a very interesting culture and a tribal warrior culture is what they, they were. And they still hold on to a lot of the traditions and the values and the memories and all, all those things, the stories. Um, I found the people to be very friendly. I found it to be clean. And as I said, it's, it's a very diverse environment. Uh, there, there, there's uh, cosmopolitan cities uh, like Auckland and Christchurch. And then on the other side, there's, there's these, these incredible mountain ranges and valleys and fields and gullies and rivers. Or, you know, and then you've got the rawness of the ocean. Um, so there's a lot there. Uh, you know, you've picked a beautiful place. It's a, it's a peaceful place. It's a safe place. Um, and, uh, and there's tons and tons of sheep. That's not even a joke. I think there's, they say there's more sheep in New Zealand than there are people and they eat a lot of those sheep. And believe it or not, there's a burger joint there, a fast food place. I forget the name of it. It might be Royal Burger. Uh, you'll, you'll find out when you get there, but, uh, this is the junk food guy in me coming out. Uh, all their burgers are made with lamb meat. And I don't know if you guys listening like lamb, but I got to tell you, they, they made them good, man. Uh, I think I got one every day when I was there. It was, uh, it was delish. So get ready to eat a lot of lamb. And uh, based on what you told me about your lifestyle, I, th I think you might find a lot to do there. Definitely rock climbing and mountain climbing and all that outdoor stuff. Uh, and also, hey, I'm glad that my stories about traveling the world and going on my adventures uh, inspired you. And as you said, lit a match under you. That That's very cool. And let's hope that your uh, your adventures, your story, maybe inspires the next person, right? So, uh, hey, wishing you the best of luck. Be safe. Be, I always get a little worried about rock climbers and mountain climbers. Wear the right safety gear. Don't be Mr. Macho. And, hey, I climb without a rope, dude. Look at me. I'm, I, I climb hands-free. You know, I, I float up the damn rock. That's how good I am. Well, you know, that's how good I am only works until you have that first fall. And then you're dead. And you're forgotten. And that's how good I am. Doesn't get you nothing but robbing you of your life. So be smart. Be safe. Wear the proper safety equipment. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You don't have to show off. If you know in your head you could do it without ropes, good. Hold on to that. But you don't have to show it to anyone else, man. Because one little misstep, one rock crumble... One momentary lack of judgment and your life stops, which is what we don't want. Y you know, we get it that you're a thrill seeker. We already know that you got balls because you are just rock climbing with safety gear is 
something 99.9% of us don't do or have the courage to do. So you've already won the I'm ballsier than you award, okay? So I'm just looking out for you. Keep that in the back of your head. Be safe. And congratulations. I hope uh, hope it's, uh, it goes well. If you Do us a favor. when If you get over there and you get settled in and you have a chance to phone us and let us know how it's going, we'd love to get an update. All right? So there you go. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hey, Holland. About your uh, question of the week, while you were going down the Amazon River on a tour, South America, of course, after you faced off with the silverback gorillas in Africa, uh, your question about what, what was it? Um, people that uh, have too many adventures and do too many things that require too much energy. Uh, a little ironic uh, about that. But, um, you know, you're hardly the one who's get up and go, got up and went, because you got up and went. Hope you had a great vacation. I did get up and went, and I did have a great vacation. Thank you. And, and you know, my question of the day was, is someone with too much zest, too much too much zip and zap, are they too overwhelming? Is it hard to be a partner, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend of that type of person? And uh, I did not mean to, you know, make it sound like you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have, uh, you know, s- some zip in your step. Um, you know, I definitely, uh, you're right. I do, I do get up and go. I do like to travel. I do like to go and do things. And I think we all do, but I think the point of my question of the day was what if it's too much? Okay. If I do a trip once a year to the Amazon or to someplace exotic, okay. That's once a year. I guess I should have clarified what I, what I was talking about is people that are like every single time you're with them, it's like we're rock climbing, we're parasailing, we're, we're log rolling, we're, we're driving a train through a coal mine, we're, we're digging for oil in the Nevada desert. You know what I mean? In moderation, it's fine. But yes, you should always have a little zest for life or a lot of zest for life. You should always be asking questions. You should always be wondering and pondering and wanting to get the answers yourself and go and find things and do things. And yes, be motivated. So just to clear it up, I was not suggesting that, uh, you know, you're just a bump on a log. Okay. There you go. Hello. Uh, Hey, hey, Harlan. Uh, I was just calling about your last podcast. Um, You were talking about like people that have just too much energy and just kind of overwhelming. Um, and I, I'm right there with you. I agree. Uh, uh, it's hard, uh, it's hard to be around it, but I, I've got to admit, I've, I've been there. I've been that person myself. Uh, you know, you get inspired and you get excited about life and you want to just, share it with everybody and uh uh it's hard to keep it in sometimes but i find that if you just just kind of want to try to find a balance and be inspired 
sure. They inspired. But kind of balance it out, you know, because everybody's not right there where you're at. And But you got to be careful about the other side, too. You don't want to be too uh, not energetic. And you want to, um, because that is not um, very much fun to be around either. So, you, uh, anyway, I'm, uh, I, if you keep it balanced, that's what I, that's what, that's what I always say, you know, keep it balanced. That's, that's it. All right. Thank you, huh? Chicken, chow man. So there you go. That, that, that guy was kind of saying what I was saying, except I think he, was it just me or did you guys detect he was a little more Forrest Gumpy about it than I was? Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to be around. It, but I, I've got to admit, I've, I've been there. I've been that person myself. Uh, I've had too much energy, but my mama told me I got to slow down, so I ran across the whole country. Just interesting. I like your voice, dude. It's 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 a little it's a little you know a little that kind of cool Forrest Gum thing happening, man. You wanna because um, that is not um, just a little 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 gump. Keep it balanced. That's what I that's what that's what I always say. You know. Well, that's not true. You also say you know life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. You know, you get inspired and you get excited about life, and you want to just share it with everybody. And uh, uh, no, I, I get it, bro. You you get excited. It's it's probably hard to keep it in sometimes, right? It's hard to keep it in sometimes. But hey, hey, hey! It's it's okay, buddy. It's cool. Thank you for the call. I I think you have a very balanced and level approach to it. That's kind of where I was trying to land, and I think we're on the same page. All right, Roger, we get. Let's do one more call. We got. Yeah, Rogers, one more phone call. Here we go. Hey, I was calling. I wanted to know when is Puppy Dog Pals going to have <clears throat> merchandise because I know I'll definitely buy some for my kids, and it's a really good show that's going on on Disney Channel. So I'm really happy that they finally got something that's something to do with puppies because. Look, kid doesn't like puppies, so my son really likes it. So, just waiting until you guys have merchandise on Puppy Dog Pals, I could definitely buy some for my son. So, yeah, I would just suggest that. Thank you. Bye. Well, great suggestion, and uh, thank you so much for watching the show. I'm glad your kids love it. Getting a lot of great feedback on Puppy Dog Pals. Thank you, everyone who's been watching it and telling their friends. And uh, yes. You are right. There will be merchandise. Uh, there will be merchandise for Puppy Dog Pals. I believe in June they're going to start releasing some books, some joke books and coloring books, that type of thing. And then uh, the rumor is July and August is when they're going to start having the toys. Uh, this is just what I've heard. I can't 100% verify it, but from what I've been told, that's kind of the window, but that could change. So... So for your own information, just start looking around on the internet, start calling the Disney stores, wherever, because they'll probably, the merchandise will probably show up in the Disney stores first and then filter out to other stores. But who knows? Uh, but yeah, FYI, probably the summer, this summer, okay? And I hope you enjoy 
your puppy dog pals uh, merchandise. Can't go wrong with cuddly little, uh, you know, pugs, little puppies. Believe me, I'm going to be getting some of that merchandise. Trust me. I mean, I, I created the show. I got, I got to start a collection, right? I'm almost scared because you know how Disney does it. They'll release, you know, they'll release a crap ton of, of toys. And then if the show's a hit, we still don't know yet because it's early. Then they'll have more toys and more toys. And, and because it's my show, I'm going to want to have every single toy. So you just know I'm going to have to start a wall in my house so that I can go and look at all the cute little toys that came from my show. But that's a cool problem to have. So uh, say hi to your kids for me. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, I'm glad you like it. And my goodness, we kind of used up the whole show here, taking phone calls and talking about drones. I didn't really get a chance to get into much comedy, but what the hell? Every now and then, it's just like, you know, we, 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 get, we, get, we get a show like this, which is, in my mind, just as good, but I kind of forgot to do a lot of comedy. <sighs> There's a few bits in there that maybe made you laugh, but... Uh, what are you going to do? It, it got away from me, folks. Send a drone to my house and dive bomb me or whatever. Uh, but we got to wrap it up for now. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Make sure you uh, get our free app on your cell phone. Go to the App Store, type in the Harlan Highway. Boom, you can listen to us anywhere. And if you want to leave a phone message, uh, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. That phone number is at my website, harlanwilliams.com. Uh, and you can uh, check that out. Uh, next podcast, big announcement for you about my next stand-up comedy special. Oh, you don't want to miss that. You might even be able to come down and watch it get taped. We're going to be shooting it in Los Angeles, California. I'll give you all the information on the next podcast. Uh, you can write me at harlowilliams.com. You can uh, also go to our merch store and pick up some fun merchandise at our, our uh, website. And uh, don't forget, you can become a premium member for $20 a year. You get all the episodes of the Harlan Highway plus bonus material and yada, yada, yada. And don't forget, check out Puppy Dog Pals on Disney Channel, Disney Junior. They also have an app, the Disney Junior app. You can pick up uh, Puppy Dog Pals on there. Also, um, don't forget to check out my new album, uh, my music album, Rattlesnake Love, with my cousin Kevin Hearn, the cousins, Rattlesnake Love, on iTunes and all your digital platforms. So there you go. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, keep it real in the deal. And until next time, chicken chow mein. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. If you're in Vancouver, British Columbia this weekend, I will be doing stand-up comedy at Yuck Yucks in Vancouver, British Columbia. That's uh, starting tonight, May 11th through the 13th. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come on out and check me out, players. All right. I got that out of the way. Now we can close it up. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Till then, chicken chow mein. Baby. It's hard to keep it in.